This is Canvas, a show all about iPad productivity. My name is Fraser Spears, and I'm joined as always by Federico Vitici. Hi, Fraser. How are you? Hey, not too bad. A little dark here in Scotland at this time of year, but uh, yeah. somebody sent me an email promoting Sunburn Awareness Month um, in December. There's no sunlight really? to be seen. So, uh, <laughs> in December? From the other hemisphere, I assume. Yeah, well, I maybe. think it's maybe something to do with tanning salons or something rather than the actual outdoor going outdoors and being in the sun. But uh, yeah, uh, apart from a lack of sunlight, we're doing just fine. Hmm. So this is episode 50 of Canvas. It's a, it's a big number. Yeah, yeah, it's coming up in two years. I think it'll be two years in January we've been doing the show. So. Really? Yeah, oh, man. yeah. So yeah, it's been a while. Haven't missed a <laughs> haven't missed a show in all that time. So yeah, yeah, good stuff. So, so we're going to do something a little bit different tonight. Uh huh. Uh huh. Well, we're talking about uh, our iPad setups. Mm-hmm. Not about not about software. Not about drag and drop, which Fraser loves. <laughs> not about iOS eleven multitasking, which Fraser really loves. Yeah, we're gone. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're gonna talk about the hardware and the accessories that we use with our iPads, which is probably just as important as the software that we use. Um, if you allow me to start, Fraser, uh, I th- I wanted to I wanted to co- to come clean, sort of. I think I've mentioned this unconnected because Mike uh, insisted on me saying this. Um, my setup consists of two iPads. Now, I have two iPad Pros, uh, a 10.5 and a 12.9. Of course, the both are the 2017 ones uh, with the ProMotion displays. Um, I'm, using, I'm using two iPads um, because I, I, I was finding it really uh, difficult to be able to fit the, tel- the 12.9 in situations like I'm waiting for my girlfriend uh, in my car, or I just want to read an article while I'm lying in bed before I go to sleep. And so I I find the 10.5 even if I'm walking down uh, if I'm walking around the kitchen, for example, uh, just holding the 10.5 is feels better. Um, so I'm adopting this um, this multi iPad setup uh, so that the 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 big one is in a is in a case with a keyboard and so it's it's big and bulky and heavy and it's for actually getting writing done and the 10.5 is for reading and casual usage watching video watching YouTube so I have uh, I have two iPads my only problem uh, it's not even you know in terms of storage i get the uh, i got uh, f- 512 gigabytes on the on the 10.5 and 256 i think on the on the 12.9 my only problem with this multiple setup is the the fact that i have a sim card only in one of them um, because okay. my, de- my my data plan is just for one iPad. Uh, I get 20 gigs a month, which is an awesome data plan. You know, prices in Europe and at least in Italy have really come down when it comes to a lot of uh, data every single month. But basically my problem is that personal hotspot on iOS is still kind of terrible. Uh, most of the time when I want my big iPad to connect to the small one, um, because maybe I'm, I'm outside and I want to use the big one, uh, it, personal hotspot fails so often and I so often need to restart my iPad or um, shut down the Wi-Fi and the personal hotspot setting and re-enable them again because it gets stuck. Uh, and also, uh, I I could use... Um, 
one of those built-in data plans with the Apple SIM, but they're so crazy expensive. It's not really worth it for me. Yeah, those uh, deals are not the best, are they? they? They are not really good deals at all. So uh, per- I wish the personal hotspot was a little more reliable. For example, today I was trying, because I, I had... Um, I was working from my car and I needed to write something. So I brought my big iPad with me and I and I was tethering with the small one, but it was disconnecting from the small one every five minutes or so. And then I realized if I unlocked my iPad Pro, the small one, and I just kept it unlocked with the screen turned on, personal hotspot was working. So the moment that That's I was locking my, locking my iPad, <laughs> it was hmm. basically shutting down the connection. So anyway, I'm pretty happy with this setup. I wish the personal hotspot was a little more reliable. That's all. So so the, your your big iPad, is that actually cellular, but you don't have a SIM card in it? Or is it? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, okay. I, yeah. I bought the cellular one when I thought, uh, yeah, I'm just going with one iPad. And I use it for months. And then I realized, you know, I want a small iPad too. And mm-hmm. I, I, I thought... It's a small one. It's portable. The SIM card should probably go in here. Mm-hmm. But now I'm having this problem, which is how do I have reliable tethering between the two? Uh, why uh, Why do you not tether onto your phone rather than onto one, your other iPad? That's that's the probably what I will end up doing. Mm, for now, I was tethering to the small iPad because it had 20 gigs a month. My iPhone only as 10 gigs a month um but i will probably have to just use the iphone instead uh, but really there are not too many times when i need to bring my big ipad with me in addition to the small one so most hmm. of the time i'm just out and about with the iphone and the small ipad and that's fine okay yeah i mean one of the things that i do with with my phone and tethering situation is it's actually more for my kids than for me uh i've got uh, three three girls and one is uh, nearly 14 and one is uh, nearly 11 and they are both you know whenever we go on a car journey or something the first thing they want is uh can you turn on your hotspot can you turn on your hotspot um so they can like stream youtube or whatever while we're driving along which works remarkably well i, I, I was i'm sort of constantly amazed at how the two of them are streaming you know high quality video through my phone while i'm driving along the motorway at 70 miles an hour <laughs> um and, and it seems to work it works for our and it works perfectly and the only difficulty is in, in one of our two cars the the charger from the from the dashboard can't supply enough power to keep ah, the phone alive while it's yeah. uh, streaming streaming a wi-fi network and doing gps navigation yeah. um, so your <laughs> batteries are slowly draining down yeah um, yeah so let me ask you something else about your configuration federico do you keep mm. both your ipads um identically configured like the same apps in, in the same place mm. and so on or do you have different setup for different purposes Okay, so here's what I did. Um, actually, first, let me tell you, my, my, my quote-unquote dream is for Apple to uh, offer the same feature that they have on the Apple TV, you know, home screen mm-hmm. sync on, mm-hmm. on the latest yep. TVOS. Ideally, I would like to have that on the iPad as well and on the iPhone. Just keep my, have this concept of a, of a iOS, iOS home screen and keep it everywhere. I'm not sure if Apple is ever going to do it. So here's what I did to sort of fake my way around uh, the same home screen. I so my main iPad was the big one and then I later decided to also use the small one so I did a backup of my big iPad Pro and I set up the small one and I restored from the from the backup of the big one so um a couple of months ago, three months ago, I started with the small iPad Pro with the same configuration of apps on the from the big iPad uh 
what I did was, because normally I don't like to have um, uh, automatic updates turned on for the App Store, because I, I like to open the App Store and manually refresh and check things out, you know, just... It's what I don't know. Yeah, it's, uh, right. it's what I've been I, doing I like for to know years. What's yeah. New. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so what I did is on the big iPad Pro, I still keep everything disabled. I go to the App Store manually, I refresh myself, and I download the updates I want. Um, but on the small one, because I, I didn't want to end up in the situation where um, maybe I I don't read on my small iPad Pro for a couple of days and suddenly everything is out of date. So mm. I enabled the automatic downloads and the automatic updates on only on the small iPad Pro. So whatever I download on my phone and on my big iPad, it also gets downloaded on the small iPad Pro. And if there's any app update on the for apps on the small one, they get automatically updated. So whenever I pick it up, it should be sort of in the same state um, thanks to automatic downloads and updates. But uh, like I said, ideally, uh, there should be home screen sync between the two. Yeah. So you've got a sort of master-slave configuration almost where the, the, the big much. iPad is your setup and then the, the, the little one follows along due to yeah. automatic installs and automatic updates. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, I mean, I suppose people will not be surprised to hear that my setup is similar to yours, except I'm not a multi-iPad guy. I have mm. tried that in the past. I mean, at school, we've got uh, a fleet of 9.7-inch iPad Pros from 2016. Uh, they're all 32-gig models. Um, and we do have a few spares, you know, if people break them and so on. So occasionally, I have taken one of those spares and set it up as my own for a while and tried that. And one of the reasons I wanted to try that was because sometimes um, when you're using your iPad in front of a class, you don't necessarily want like your notifications rolling down in front of the class on the big screen and stuff like that. I mean, I, I use Do Not Disturb quite liberally on my iPad for that reason. Um, and I also have configurations like um, mail notifications and messages don't show a preview uh, so that, you know, even if a message does come down, it doesn't actually show the content of the message and so on. But I just found that the because uh, I didn't have a very well-defined two different sets of use cases for the iPad, that I, I kind of wanted everything on both of them. And because I couldn't really keep them in sync quite as well as I would like to, and in fact, I couldn't keep them identical. It was always like, oh, I'm on the iPad where I haven't set up one password yet, or I don't have bo all my email signatures on this iPad or something like that. Um, I, I sort of quickly kind of gave up on that, if you like, and uh, and just went back to being one iPad guy. And the iPad is 12.9 is uh, iPad Pro. Uh, second generation, same as yours, and I think mine is I think mine's two fifty six. So I tend to go for the mid tier storage that that was. Uh, I think that was what was available at the time, and uh, so far it's it's been great. You know, I've I had the first generation twelve point nine, uh, second generation twelve point nine as well. So uh, pretty similar to yours. You didn't say what color yours were, Federico, but mine is mine is black. This one, uh, yeah, or space black gray. Yeah. space gray. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's it's the black one. Yeah. Uh, what about the keyboard? What, which keyboard do you use? Well, the, this is a story in itself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I, I sometimes use a smart keyboard, and that sometimes is determined by when the smart keyboard decides that it wants to actually work or not. Um, I, I've actually been, ever, ever since the first iPad came out, I've been a very comfortable screen typer. Uh, but since when the iPad Pro came out, I, I got the smart keyboard. And very bizarrely, um, the, my original smart keyboard from what, 2015 or whatever uh, had worked perfectly from the day I got it until about a month ago when I started to see problems with, uh, I would be typing on the keyboard and suddenly text input would just stop. 
and I, and I wouldn't be able to type anything or use a, a keyboard shortcut or open Spotlight or anything like that until I disconnected and reconnected the keyboard. And then a whole bunch of junk would appear uh, and that would be that. So I, I got it replaced at the Apple Store and the new the keyboard they gave me was actually in, in somehow worse than the one that I gave them uh, in that this one would just randomly stop working, uh, completely stop working. So back to the Genius Bar, explained the situation. They said, well, we've replaced the keyboard. Let's try replacing the iPad. So in the course of a couple of days, I got a whole new keyboard and a whole new iPad. And I still have the exact same problem. So I don't know what's going on with that. But uh, I do like the smart keyboard very much. I was a bit skeptical about it to start with. Um, and it was quite interesting because one of the... I was invited to the UK launch of the iPad Pro in London. And one of the things I noticed at that event was that all the Apple people who had like the first iPad Pros that MD had seen... Um, they kept taking their smart keyboard off all the time to show people the iPad. Uh, it was quite interesting. So I think either you're using it as a tablet or you're kind of using it in the keyboard, I think, is, is the way that most people seem to go with it. Uh, but I've, I found it to be very useful. And, and uh, I think for me, the biggest productivity benefit of an apparently attached keyboard is uh, you just get that screen space back. You know, if you're, if you're writing something, uh, you don't have half the screen taken up with the keyboard space. Even though the big iPad Pro keyboard is actually very usable, it's got that number row, it's got all those extra keys, it's just, it's just the vertical space is, is the issue. So, so that's what I do for a keyboard when the keyboard deigns to work for me. Uh, still mm. trying to figure out whether this is an iOS bug or something like that, but it seems to be affecting a few people online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I try to um I use a smart keyboard on the small one on the ten point five because I I want to I want to combine sort of the the best of both worlds. I want to keep it as portable as possible, so mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't want to have a case uh, around it. But also I want to have the benefits of the external keyboard, as you mentioned. Like I want to have the maximum screen space, for example, if I ever need to type something on it. So I use the smart keyboard. Uh, as I said many times, I think on the show, ideally Apple should make a smart keyboard that is backlit and as you know, it's just maybe better. <laughs> that, mm-hmm. That's a very generic uh, wish, but uh, yeah, I use it on the on the small one, on the big one, and this has been like a whole source of <laughs> conversations unconnected. Um, after many years of basically buying all the keyboards I could find, I settled, and I think I, I, I pretty much settled, I mean, it's been a few months at this point, on the Logitech uh, Slim Combo for mm-hmm. the 12.9. I know that the same keyboard with the same name, but the small version, has a bad reputation on the small iPad Pro, but the 12.9 version is totally different. So you can fold the cover under the keyboard when you're typing on a desk, which makes the keyboard really mm, small, but compact and comfortable. It's backlit, it uses the smart connector. Um, The case uh, where you need to put your iPad Pro into is not as bad as the original Logitech Create uh, that came out two years ago with the first iPad Pro. That was a beast. That was that was uh, something <laughs> that was really. Logitech Crate was more like the name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was. Uh, it was. I remember uh, like when I got my my review unit for uh, the first iPad Pro, and Apple gave me uh, the the Logitech Create. Yeah. Um, it was, and I had so 
It was so difficult to even just put the iPad into the case. But if you want to get the iPad out of the case, you, you basically need one hand to keep the iPad firm and use the other hand to just push it out of the case really strongly. Uh, it was so so. It was terrifying because every every single time I was thinking I'm gonna I'm gonna bend or break my iPad, and now mm. I'm gonna have to email <laughs> Apple PR <laughs> and tell him I broke your iPad. <laughs> Sorry. Um, anyway, this is much better. I've been using this keyboard for two three months now. I think um, mm-hmm. I'm getting a lot of a uh, lot of writing done on it, and the other benefit of this keyboard which nicely connects us to the to the next question i have for for you fraser is that it also has a pencil holder so on mm. top of the keyboard there's a there's a little little tag you you put your pencil into it and it holds the apple pencil on top of the on top of the ipad when it's in landscape mode uh, so in ad, uh, in addition to that um that uh, that i'm able to carry my my pencil attached to the to the ipad's case all the time i also bought from amazon i'm not sure what the best way to pronounce this company's name is but it was a really cheap set of apple pencil accessories this company is called the uh, finti it's f i n t I-E, Finti, Finti, I'm not sure. Mm. Uh, Anyway, it's, um, uh, there's two parts to this. One is a, is a pencil cap holder. So there's a, this, this little piece of rubber that you put on the top end of your Apple pencil and it keeps the cap from falling off. So you don't lose the cap, you know, the little cap that you remove if you want to charge the pencil via lightning. Uh, it creates a connection between the pencil and the cap, and it's very simple, works re- really well. Uh, I cannot tell you the number mm-hmm. of times that I open my bag and I see the cap deta- detached from the pencil, which normally would have gotten lost in the bag, but now it's attached to the little piece of rubber. Uh, so it's... Uh, it's not lost, and the other, the other, it goes on the other side, and it keeps the. It's a cover for the for the tip of the Apple pencil, okay. so uh, you know you you can um, it can get loose the tip sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, but with the cover it doesn't. So are you are uh, you left-handed? Am I? Are you left-handed? Um. Do you write with no, your left hand? No. 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 no I'm left-handed f- with my iPhone, which is kind of strange. Okay. Uh, but I write me. I write with my with my I'm, right hand. I'm I'm right-handed as well. But I had heard from some people who are left-handed that um, the 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 handedness of the thread for the Apple Pencil tip, if you're left-handed and you hold the pencil in a certain way, that can it can sort of cause the tip to become uh, loosened, and and some people are losing hmm. their tip a little bit more because. Uh, huh. the, the spiral um, really? I'm not really sure huh. exactly how that works because I'm not left handed myself but um, people who write with the Apple Pencil on the left hand sometimes have a problem with that so huh. I wasn't sure All if right. that was maybe uh, that hmm. was maybe the reason but yeah um, have you ever replaced the tip on your Apple Pencil? Yes yeah once yeah. I I lost it and I had to, to I, th- I think there's a couple of spare ones in the box mm-hmm. maybe uh, so I, I needed to get the new one and, and just yeah, I, I replaced it. I've used my spare, but I, I need to get another one because I think uh, I, I'm starting to notice less accuracy with the pencil. And I guess I've answered your question, which is, do I have one or not? Because the answer is yes. Um, I, I feel like I'm starting to lose accuracy with my pencil because I think the tip is worn in such a way that it's losing contact with the screen. Um, so you can get a pack of spares, I think. I think it's maybe like 4 for $20 or something you can get from the Apple Store. 
Um, but having been in several Apple stores, I've never seen them actually on the shelf. I don't know if you have to ask for them or something, but or get them at the Genius Bar or something like that. But uh, <laughs> apparently Apple does sell a, a box of four spare tips. So uh, that's a pro tip, I suppose. <laughs> oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> it's really late. Now. I've had some coffee. Um, yeah, I, I was going to say, I, I, I definitely use the Apple Pencil, although I don't use it as much as I thought I would. You know, as a, as a teacher in an iPad school, you sort of dream of this amazing paperless workflow that's going to run. And I do use the Apple Pencil primarily to mark uh, work that students hand in electronically through iTunes U. Uh, but I, I wouldn't say that I'm a big uh, note taker with the Apple Pencil. Uh, and I think there's, there's a kind of mismatch between uh, if you use the smart keyboard or if you use the Apple Pencil, you know, because there was a period where I had I had the normal um, iPad cover and not the keyboard and I had the pencil and I used the pencil a lot more back then. But having the pen, using the pencil with the screen is kind of weird. And, and uh, I find myself not reaching for the pencil as much as I would I would expect to. But if I'm sitting down to mark a bunch of work, I'll sort of, you know relax into a chair and fold the keyboard away and get the pencil out and so on but I, I don't find a sort of uh, something that I regularly use it sort of lives in my bag and comes out occasionally mm-hmm. yeah I also 5% battery <laughs> yeah I, I, I want to use it more I, I, I like sometimes just um, just doodling and taking notes with the Apple Pencil but mm-hmm. I, I mostly keep it there on top of my iPad as a, as a reminder that I should be using more <laughs> And and honestly, like sometimes I I get a PDF that I need to sign or a document that I need to that I need to annotate manually, mm-hmm. and and it's convenient to have the pencil there. You just plug it in for like thirty seconds and you're good to go. Um, but yeah, I don't use it a lot either. Cool. Well, Federico, before we drive on to the next topic, let me tell you about one of our sponsors for the show. This episode of Canvas is brought to you by Balance Open. Balance Open is a free open source Mac app for checking Coinbase. Coinbase is a popular marketplace for cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and Ethereum, and Balance Open is the best open source digital wallet to help you keep track of everything. If you're not familiar with this kind of stuff, that's okay because Balance want to help teach you about cryptocurrencies, and they're going to do that by starting you on your way. The first 1,000 people that go to bal.money slash relay will receive $2 in the Ethereum currency for free as a gift from Balance. So go check it out today, find out more, and try out Balance Open. Our thanks to Balance for their support of this show. Good day to get in the cryptocurrency. As we mm. record, Bitcoin is absolutely blowing up today. Yeah, I saw I saw a tweet, uh, like $15,000 or something. Like, that's crazy. I, I just feel so sorry for these people who, who had like 100 Bitcoins five or six years ago and it would be worth millions now and they, yeah. they have no longer got access to them. So I guess that's why you need a wallet. So uh, don't don't lose your Ethereum in the same way. Okay, let's. Um, what's next? Uh, headphones, audio. Mm. What do What do you do for that? Uh, most of the time, I I listen via my AirPods. Um, it's so easy to switch from from control center. Uh, you c- you can tap on the on that. Mm, I would say RSS icon, but there's like a signal icon in the yeah. There's like little radio lines or something. Yeah, there's a radio icon in the in the audio um, tile, audio widget in mm-hmm. Control Center, and you can switch from there. Uh, but I also I also have um, 
Oh, God, I forgot. I forget the name. Uh, an external speaker. It's the JBL Charge. Oh, the JBL Charge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's it's yeah. it's a medium sized uh, speaker. It gets really loud, uh, and it can also double uh, as a as a and as an external battery for your USB devices. Uh, so you mm-hmm. can just plug in anything, and you can charge your iPhone, for example, uh, from the speaker itself, which of course has a big battery, uh, and it's also waterproof. So occasionally I have put the speaker in my shower uh, I should say um, also I I have a bunch of headphones um, I like every once in a while following Marco's recommendations on headphones and also reading through the reviews on The Verge uh, which I really like uh, and I've been using the Sennheiser uh, Momentum Wireless I think the mm-hmm. second generation ones uh, they have uh, noise cancelling and they sound great. They're not as uh, ba- uh, as you know, like the Beats headphones. They tend to be optimized, should I should say, for hip hop and electronic mm-hmm. music. They are more balanced. They are more, uh, you know, uh, they're not as um, as tending uh, to 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 those genres as the Beats. So, uh, really, I would say. 80, 90% of the time, I just use the AirPods because they're so convenient. Uh, and I fall asleep with my AirPods and I should thank one of the, I think one of the connected listeners. They recommended to me um, these uh, AirPods um, sort of strap, but it's basically like a plastic cord that mm-hmm. you, it's from Spigen. And you put your okay. AirPods in and it basically turns the AirPods into... Um, into not so wireless earbuds but you basically have this cord you you put the cord behind your neck and it basically prevents the airpods from getting lost somewhere in your sheets or under the mm. bed or uh you know just disappearing because they are attached to a little plastic cord so uh that usually never the- happens to me <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like every night, <laughs> every morning I wake up my wife by using to find my AirPods on my phone. And it's like beep beep. Yeah, this <laughs> totally solved the problem. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? You yeah. look like a crazy person, and yeah. this totally solved the problem for me because now that they, they are attached to this plastic cord, which is really mm-hmm. just it's just a white cord. There's nothing about it. Uh, but the way that it goes is, uh, I'm either watching something on my new Apple TV 4K or um watching something on my iPad and I'm listening with the AirPods. And then before I go to sleep, I switch the connection to my iPhone, put the iPhone on the wireless charger, and I just lay in bed listening to music or listening to some kind of relaxation audio uh, with mm-hmm. the AirPods. And eventually I fall asleep and I don't lose them. So yeah, AirPods are awesome. Yeah, I, I could not be more of a devotee of AirPods. I think... Uh since the, the, the for me the AirPods go along with my phone, so I, I do not leave the house without my phone. I do not go anywhere with my phone without my AirPods as well. And and I think um, from time to time I've just found myself you know just wearing them all day because they're so comfortable, but not not necessarily listening to something all day, but having them out. And uh, I, we, I use them to do the podcast, you know, use them for everything. So it's a, a big big fan of them. Um, I've noticed though that when we do the podcast, um, I usually use one AirPod and I'm using the microphone continuously. And it seems to me that using the microphone and the AirPods is much heavier on the battery than just listening to music on it. So um, it's not it's not too difficult. It's not a problem or anything. But it's uh, it's noticeably the battery's noticeably run down after an hour's podcasting on a Skype call with the with AirPods. Yeah, yeah. I really cannot wait uh, for the. 
uh, air power uh, wireless mat that Apple mm. is making. Um, because I think uh, uh, one of my annoyances with the AirPods is needing to uh, to plug it in via Lightning every once in a while. Whereas I think just being able to put it on my nightstand and on the nightstand there's the air power mat uh that would be so convenient so i don't have to even think about mm -hmm. it i just put it there and they're waiting for me when i want to watch a movie or listen to some music before sleep so that would be really convenient i think yeah uh, i think the genius thing about airpods though is how uh the charging case is is such a genius move because the basically the earphones themselves are never discharged you know they're always ready to go uh, and it's just a matter of remembering to charge the case every so often as well I, I tend to, what I tend to do is when I go to bed, I'll, I'll plug in my AirPods case and use my phone in bed for a while. And then when it's time to charge, plug in the phone, I unplug the mm -hmm. case and, and that usually keeps it going. You know, it's not always 100% every day, but it, it gives it enough that I never really end up with a discharged case either. So uh, that that works for me. So cool. Yeah. Speaking of charging, um, Mm -hmm. I think I think we can all agree that uh, you should really be using the 29 watt uh, USB C adapter to charge your iPad Pro. Yeah, it's it is a bit of a disgrace how expensive that is, uh, and how that doesn't come in the box with your thousand pound iPad. I don't think uh, when it when it comes in the box with your you know almost exactly the same price MacBook. 12 inch you know yeah uh, why are we getting a 12 watt charger and they're getting a 29 watt charger in the same price computer you know um i find it personally that the, the this sort of high speed charging is super important for me at school because uh particularly on a friday i i teach um several hours in a row of swift playgrounds and what i tend to do is i'll, I'll connect my uh, ipad through apple tv so i'm using airplay for all that time and i'm constantly running uh, Swift Playgrounds at, uh, in that time and Swift Playgrounds when you run it for that length of time and it's constantly animating 3D worlds and so on uh, and do, doing airplay as well that can be quite heavy on the battery and I can end up after my morning's teaching with the iPad at like 30% um, so having that charger available is uh, super important for me actually it's, it would be quite difficult to do a whole day's worth of computer science teaching using Swift Playgrounds without that charger on the yeah. iPad Pro yeah a uh, couple of tips for our listeners, um, mm -hmm. if you already have a MacBook Pro, uh, one of the new ones from the, I would say from the past year, past two years, and you have the 61 watt or 87 watt adapters, the USB-C ones, uh, mm -hmm. you can use those to fast charge your iPad Pro, um, whether it's the first generation one, the 12.9, or both the 2017 ones, they support USB-C fast charging, so you can use the same adapter, the same brick. You just need to buy a new USB-C to Lightning cable and get the Apple ones because they tend to be, uh, especially when it comes to, uh, I, I read a bunch of reviews of USB-C cables. There's a, there's a whole industry when it comes to USB-C reviews, mm. and the consensus is get the Apple cables if you care about the... Uh, charging your USB-C devices. When it comes to um, when it comes to charging, Apple makes the best ones. When it when it comes to data transfers, not so much. But to charge your iPad or Nintendo Switch or USB-C batteries, get the Apple cables. Also, yeah, you can get the same benefits of the. Um, wall adapters, the USB-C ones, if you buy a USB-C battery that supports fast charging. I have two recommendations. Uh, 
both of which I personally own and use. The Anchor, of course, PowerCore Plus, the 20, mm -hmm. 2016 800, it supports USB-C PD, which stands for power delivery. I should say that I, I've been having some issues with the, with the USB-C port on my Anchor PowerCore Plus. I'm not mm -hmm. sure if it's my fault or if I got mm, uh, some faulty unit and I need to get it exchanged. But anyway, it's a big battery. It supports USB-C fast charging. You can charge your Switch, your iPad Pro, your MacBook using this battery. And the same is true for the Mofi XXL USB-C mm, power station, power force. It's a battery. You can get it from the Apple online store. Uh, it's a little smaller than the Anchor one, but it also supports USB-C. You can just plug in your Apple USB-C to lightning cable and fast charge your iPad Pro. And I've been carrying this one in my bag for the past month. It's really, it's not as heavy as the Anchor one, but it works mm -hmm. just as well. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, I, I have not really moved all of my battery stuff over to USB-C yet. I'm still using, uh, I've got some older uh, Anchor models, which are just USB-A on them. Uh, they do 2.1 amp charging, but not not USB-C power delivery. I had I, I bought a couple of things in the very early days of, of USB fast charging where it didn't really work that well with the iPad and so on. But I think uh, the sort of current models of all of these things are a whole lot better than they were uh, back in sort of 2015, 2016. So uh, I'm I'm kind of trotting along on old fashioned batteries at the moment. But I would say I generally don't use them very much. Except um, in the summer when we go camping and the whole family yeah. descend, you know, <laughs> the amount of stuff that we try to charge overnight in a tent is ridiculous. So yeah. um, I'm sort of lying there in my sleeping bag as if I'm like in an intensive care unit with all these wires <laughs> trailing all over the place. Um, so that's quite a good way to do it. And, and of course, the the size of these batteries you can get now for very little money is phenomenal. You know, the, you can we could almost charge all the batteries before we leave home and then charger stuff, you know, if we were being, you know, efficient about it and just charging phones and Apple watches, we could probably get through actually a whole week with a couple of those batteries. Um, but we have iPads and stuff go along for the ride as well. So it's a little bit more difficult. But um, yeah, these USB-C batteries are, are pretty great. And some of the ones that are coming out now have got, they've got like a little um, sort of charging dent for the Apple watch on them as well, yeah. uh, which is quite nice. It saves you carrying an Apple watch cable. Um, there's one, I think, by, I think it's a Belkin called Power Valley or something like that, where they have, you just sit the Apple Watch on the battery and, and your yeah. Apple Watch charges up as well. So yeah. yeah, that's another thing to think about if you're an Apple Watch user too. Yeah, I have one of those. And every time I use it in public, especially like if it's WWDC, everybody everybody looks at it. It's like, oh, is that a battery for the Apple Watch? It's always <laughs> a, a big success with people people watching because it's, it is a novel idea of having a mm -hmm. watch sit on a battery and also recharging at the same time. It looks, uh, it looks fancy. Uh, so people always ask questions about it. Yeah, that, and that, that can be quite helpful if you're, if you're going for a long day of like, international travel, for example, um, and just yeah. charging up your watch, topping up a little bit and so on. Because a watch has got such a small battery that it's not, it's not going to take a bite out of any portable charger that you've got. So it's nice just to not have to carry that cable as well. Yeah. Cool. Let me tell you, Federico, about our next sponsor, because this is also relevant to batteries as well. Uh, this episode of Canvas is also brought to you by Away. They're away are a team of thinkers, seekers, and designers, and that's why they've made smart premium suitcases for under $300, so your luggage doesn't cost more than your plane ticket. What do you need most while you're traveling? As we've just said, more battery. So when you buy an away suitcase, you can charge all your devices while you travel. Both sizes of their carry-on feature USB ports with a battery large enough to charge your phone five times from a single charge. 
Away bags and accessories are the perfect gifts with their lifetime guarantee and 100-day trial. There's a perfect size and colour for everyone on your list this holiday season or grab an Away gift card if you can't make up your mind. So go away, go to awaytravel.com slash canvas now and browse Away suitcases, all made with premium German polycarbonate, which is unrivaled in strength and impact resistance and still lightweight. There's over 10 colours and 5 sizes. And those sizes are the carry-on, the bigger carry-on, the medium, the large, and the kids carry-on for the smaller travellers among us. And they cut out the middleman so you can get first-class luggage at coach prices. Away suitcases have patent-pending compression systems, which are great if you're an overpacker, along with four 360-degree spinner wheels. Away's carry-on are compliant with all major US airlines, while still maximising the amount you can pack. They have TSA combination locks built in, and they feature a removable, washable laundry bag too, so you can separate your clean clothes from your worn ones. So Federico, these guys sent me one of their suitcases and unfortunately I've already lost it because my daughter has stolen it from me. Uh, she has absolutely fallen in love <laughs> with with this suitcase. Uh, she loves the organisation of it. Beth is a very kind of organised little girl and she likes to pack her own suitcase and everything. But when she discovered that she could charge her iPad from the suitcase, she said, Dad, can I just have that suitcase? And I was like, well, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I, I tried it a couple of times, but, you know, she was like, can I really can I have the can I have the iPad suitcase now? And that's what she calls it, the iPad suitcase. And uh, it's uh, it's certainly kept her going <laughs> along. Uh, she actually wants me to pack it at her feet in the car now. She won't let me put it in the back because she's desperate for that battery power as we drive along. So Away believe in the quality of their products, and this is why they offer that lifetime guarantee. If anything breaks, they'll fix or replace it for life. And they have a 100-day trial with no questions asked return policy. Free shipping on any order within the lower 48 states of the US. Travel smarter with the suitcase that charges your phone. To find out more about Away, go to awaytravel.com slash canvas. And if you use the code canvas at checkout, you'll get $20 off any of their suitcases. That's awaytravel.com slash canvas and the code canvas for $20 off. Thank you so much to Away for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. So I see that the next item in our list is dongles. And (laughs) I fear that this is going to be, this was a problem for you, not so much for me, because the only one that I I, I regularly use, I have a couple, but I don't really use them. The only one is the, I think it's called the Belkin Rockstar, maybe? Anyway, it's a dongle dongle that... um, uh, I use on not so much on my iPad, but really on the iPhone. Uh, just to have um, it creates two Lightning connections, so you can charge and listen um, oh, okay. via Lightning efforts at the same time. That's mm-hmm. the only the only dongle that, for example, my my girlfriend needed to use this a few days ago because she needed to charge her iPhone and also listen to music. So I just say, yeah, I, I have a I have the accessory for you. I you know I don't do I don't do any kind of like I need to for example connect my iPad to an external TV so I mm-hmm. don't I don't need dongles but I, I I assume that this was a problem for you over yeah. over the past few years I, I'm I'm basically the Stephen Hackett of iPad dongles I have every single one of them <laughs> oh god <laughs> I have a museum of dongles. It's absolutely horrendous. Um, I actually have a dedicated section in my bag just for dongles. And and the reason is twofold. One is because, well, I, I ultimately need them all. Um, and the second one is people always want to borrow one from me as well because I'm the guy who's got the dongles and everybody doesn't want to spend, you know, 
50, 60 pounds, whatever these crazy things cost, um, just for that one time they need a dongle, so they come to me for it. So I actually carry in my bag two VGA to Lightning dongles. I have one that nobody gets under any circumstances, and I have got the one that I give out to people, which I may or may not get back. And that's, I suppose that's the cost of being the tech guy in your school because, uh, you know, pe- visitors need uh, a shot of that or teachers maybe want it for something or whatever. So um, I do that. Uh, I have the HDMI one as well, which I, I don't tend to use too much uh, in school. But I use that quite a lot when traveling and I'll usually travel with an H- that HDMI adapter and an HDMI cable so that I can plug my iPad into like a hotel room TV or something and watch t- use the hotel room TV for stuff that I've either got or stream on my iPad, which is, is quite a nice way to do it. I have the USB to lightning dongle, which we're, I'm using right now to record uh, from my microphone into my iPad for the show. And I also have a setup like that that I use at school where I use the Apple USB to Ethernet adapter and the USB to Lightning dongle to basically make a, a, a Ethernet to Lightning adapter. So it's a sort of Frankenstein situation. Um, but that works, right? So it, I use this in school for a particular thing, which is um, when you put an iPad into lost mode through your device management server, sometimes if the iPad is restarted or if it, it goes to sleep, its Wi-Fi goes to sleep, um, the iPad is sort of effectively locked out. The, the student can't unlock it, but you need to be able to unlock it for it to come back up on the Wi-Fi. So you can have the situation where you need to send a network command to the iPad in order for it to unlock, but in order for it to get on the Wi-Fi, you need to unlock it. So you can have a sort of chicken and egg situation. And the way around this is you plug in the ethernet into your network, you plug it into the USB and you plug that all into the iPad and your iPad will have an ethernet connection. And that's uh, that's the way that you solve that problem. So it's one of these kind of obscure things that systems administrators would probably have, but it's not putting your iPad on Ethernet. It's not really something that um, most normal people would do, but it is a it is a fun party trick from time to time. You really have them all. <laughs> I do. It's like listening to you talking about Pokemon. You you, you gotta catch them <laughs> all, but it's but it's about dongles. It's like. <laughs> This is amazing. <laughs> there, there's a good reason for all of them, right? I can literally justify every one of them. But um, the only one I don't have is the SD card reader because I, I don't have any device that uses mm. SD cards. But um, I, I certainly do have them all. And the, the problem is everybody knows that I've got them all. So I'm the guy that people come to when they need uh, some kind of specialist situation. But it's, when it's something that's just sort of born out of uh, traveling you know, to other schools and to other places and being expected to do a presentation. And I want to do it from my iPad because it'd be kind of weird if you're like, hey, I'm the guy who's all about using the iPad and here's my MacBook that I'm going to use to present with. Um, So I've been doing this for quite a long time, presenting from iOS devices. And uh, you just don't really know what you're going to encounter. You know, it might be sometimes it's a nice situation with HDMI, sometimes it's VGA, sometimes people want you to use an Apple TV and then you've got to refuse because the reliability is not there. Uh, but then they don't have a dongle, so blah, 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 blah. So uh, can I tell you a quick story about that? I, I was presenting at um, a, a school's IT managers meeting, and it was being held in the Microsoft offices in Edinburgh. And all they had in their conference room was HDMI connectors, and I didn't have at that time the HDMI to Lightning Adapter. So I'm kind of running around the Microsoft office asking Microsoft employees if they have any Lightning Adapters that I can borrow, and they're all just like, 
what is this lightning you speak of? Um, but fortunately, the Apple store in Edinburgh is right across the road from the uh, from the Microsoft huh. offices. So I ran out, ran across the road, bought, a, bought an HDMI adapter, um, and then I returned it after the presentation. So that was that was me uh, getting out of a jam. But yeah, presenting is fun uh, and sometimes scary when you don't know what you're going to see when you get there. Yeah, when I was lucky when I did my my presentation in Chicago in October, uh, I didn't have to care about any of this. I just here's my file. <laughs> I don't care what you do. Just make it look nice. <laughs> make it work. <laughs> um, yeah. So dongles are are a thing. Um, what about other things that you travel with, Federico? You know, mm. when you mm. hit WWDC or something like that. Um, what do you take to wire up your hotel room? Hmm. So uh, the bag that I use is the Tombin Daylight briefcase. Um, okay. And in addition to, to the iPad and AirPods and the battery that I mentioned, I always travel with um, an, an anchor. Um, it's a five, it's, it's like a USB hub. Uh, not a hub, but it basically it's a multi-port USB charger you can plug in multiple usb usb a cables and there's one usb c port as well so i usually take this with um with a us uh to uh italy uh adapter for the for for the wall for power and i put this put this on my nightstand and if I'm sharing a hotel room with Mike, for example, we, we all charge from, from this device, or maybe Mike also has one of these. Or if I'm by myself, I just plug in everything that I have, like my Nintendo Switch and my iPads and my iPhone and my, you know, my external battery overnight and my Apple Watch. All so the I, yeah. all the things into the <laughs> anchor, into the anchor uh, charger. Um, so yeah, it works really nicely, but I put this one in, in my, in my case, not in my, not in my carry on bag mm. um usually when i go to to the to the sessions for example or when i'm when i'm just uh even in italy when i'm working with my ipad and i'm not at home i just i tend to be extremely minimal um just ipad battery and backup cables into different pockets because i i like knowing that you know if i if my ipad is you know the battery is running low i have a couple of options to uh, for lightning cable uh, and that's what I do. I also I should mention I, I recently acquired uh, because I, I spend a lot of time driving. Um, uh, I bought a Belkin USB-C car charger. So this provides uh, 36 watts of uh, power. Uh, which is enough for fast charging an iPhone or an iPad Pro, uh, and it's been it's been amazing because I can, uh, you know, the iPhone consumes a lot of power when you're like using navigation apps. Or for example, my girlfriend, she's um, she 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 she's a dance teacher, and sometimes you know she's still listening to mixes and songs in the car as we're driving uh, on her iPad Pro, so she can uh, plug it into the back-in adapter, and it works because it provides uh, it provides a lot of power with 36 watts. Uh, but you 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 need to have, of course, um, you know, enough power in your car. Otherwise, it's gonna be it's not gonna be fast charging your yeah. your devices. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the problem I have in my in my Ford is that I, the dashboard doesn't produce enough power and doesn't matter what right. you plug in. Um, I do have a two point one amp, you know, adapter in there, but I think the car just doesn't produce enough power in that socket. So, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I do a fairly similar thing to you. Um, I, my anchor box is older than that. It's, it's one of the ones that's just got five USB-A sockets in it. But when you're when you're not desperate for fast charging overnight, um, you can just plug in everything in and it's fine. So I normally travel with a couple of two meter lightning cables and uh, an Apple Watch charging cable, and that's. I used to take more things. I used to take like a little you know, Spigen, the company you mentioned before. They make a little uh, sort of nightstand bracket for the Apple Watch, which um, is quite a nice thing. And it means you, you you don't accidentally not connect your watch to the, the charger. I used to travel with that as well, but I've since stopped doing that and just try to be a bit more careful. And it's the lightens the load just a little bit because, you know, the more dongles you carry, the less you want to carry everything else. Uh, but yeah, the bag that I use, I, I kind of flip between two different bags, um, both Tom Bin bags, but one is the, the Synapse 25 backpack, which is that's my kind of regular go-to-work bag, and I use that around uh, when I'm at home and between home and school and things like that. Um, and that's good for an overnight as well, but if I'm traveling with... Um, with my carry-on bag as well. Uh, that's a, my sort of carry-on for clothes as a backpack. So I have the Tombin Pilot bag, which is a shoulder bag. And I'll use that plus the backpack whenever that's for my tech and then the backpack is for my clothes. So it just depends what I do. But the um, the the Pilot bag is really great for kind of conferences and things like that when you're, you're sort of in and out your bag, you're sort of living out your bag during the day, which I don't tend to do at school. You know, you get to school, you set up your desk or whatever and, and you unpack in the morning and you pack in the evening. But when you're going to something like WWDC, you're sort of in and out your bag all the time looking for, uh, you know, money or a pass or putting your iPad in or taking it out or getting set up for a session or packing up from a session and things like that. So... I kind of prefer a shoulder bag for those kind of situations, but for for the day to day stuff, a backpack is uh, is the right thing for me. So, uh, big fan of Tom Bin, uh, as many people who yeah. follow me online will know. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they are they, these two bags, the Synapse Twenty Five and the Pilot, are great if you want something a bit kind of bigger. Your your daylight briefcase is great for just that minimal kit as well. Uh, I've kind of been kind of envious of that as well. I would like to be able to carry so little, but. School always throws up things that you have to take home or take to work, and yeah, I just need a little bit more space than that. So, Federico, that's pretty much our um, our end to end hardware story. I think it's all these are the things we carry: uh, iPad Pros, keyboards, pencils. We're, we're pretty much devotees of Apple, plus a little bit of Anchor stuff, I think, in there, uh, and the yeah. occasional speaking accessory as well. But I think, uh, and of course, Tom Bin, we're, we're big fans of Tom Bin as well. So. Uh, you didn't say what color your your daylight briefcase was. Uh, I'm not sure what the name is. It's like uh, brownish, li- light brownish. brown. I think maybe st- what's the color? Steel. It's not steel. Steel. Steel is a kind of great color. Is it coyote or something? Like that? Is that uh, a kind of beige color? Yeah. Yeah, kind of beige. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a color. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm. I'm. All my things are navy. I'm, I'm kind of uh-huh. uh, not quite as boring as black, but not quite as, you know, uh, they have some pretty crazy colors. And, and yeah, most of them. <laughs> they I, do. I, like, I, I don't like to draw, draw too much attention to myself when I travel. Um, I don't want to be the guy with the, the fluorescent green suitcase or something because that just says, hey, there's a tourist, right? Um, so always something a little bit more subtle than that is good for me. But uh, that's our kit. I hope this has been interesting yeah. for people. It's a little bit of a change from our usual uh, software focus, and it's more about what goes in the bag rather than what goes inside the iPad. But uh, I hope this has been a useful episode to people, and we'll put uh, as many links as we can gather into the show notes for all these bits of kit, and you can pick them up and enjoy them for next year. Happy Christmas. 
So Federico, show notes for this episode are going to be at relay.fm slash canvas slash 50. This is episode 50, hence the slightly special topic. Uh, you can connect with the show online. The show is underscore canvas FM on Twitter. I'm Fraser Spears. Federico is Vitici, and we'll see you next time.